what's up my little demons future emperor texicus here um i'm jumping in before the start of this podcast uh to warn you guys ahead of time uh for the about the first two to three minutes of the podcast i had forgotten to fix my audio settings when i was recording uh so you wind up hearing wolf echo for about two to three minutes like i said about the first two to three minutes of the podcast but it goes away after that so please kind of uh bear with it i just i didn't know what else to do and it's too late to re-record the session now so um i i honestly apologize and in future podcasts i will make sure to uh you know check my audio settings before i record but hopefully it's not too bad. I don't. I don't feel like it's too bad. Um, so, just wanted to, like I said, jump in here, let you guys know ahead of time that hey, the for the about the first two three minutes on Wolf's End, you are gonna hear it echo, but then it goes to normal after that. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you for that, and uh, I'm gonna let the podcast do its thing. Alone. All right. Cool. <laughs> Fucking OBS. All right. Hello, my lovely little demons of the interwebs. This is your head of entertainment, a.k.a. the biggest hoe ever, Empress Hexicus. Coming to you tonight with a thing I have been wanting to do for the longest time, which is a streamer interview. Well, content creator. I don't really want to say streamer because content creation comes in many fucking forms. So, joining me tonight, we're just going to dive right into it. Welcome to the show. An alpha wolf, a wolf enthusiast, a father of one, herder of two, and lover of many. The white wolf plays. Stop. Stop. So, wolf, I have known you for like a year and some months. It's like, has it really been that long? long? Holy shit. Holy shit. Yes, yes, it has. <laughs> I think I found your channel when, like, Probably a few weeks after Sammy was born. For those of you who don't know, Sammy is his son. Uh, yeah. That's all right. right. He was such a tiny little thing back then. <laughs> now he's like almost one and shit. Or is he's he one? Almost two. Almost two. Yeah. See, two in August. Yeah. Holy shit! I've known you guys. I've known your family for so long. I feel like a wolf, but I don't have hair. <laughs> So, Wolf, uh, go ahead and tell the, the little nosy demons out there about a little about yourself. Uh, you pretty you much covered cover just about everything. everything. I, I, I stream on, on Twitch. Twitch. Uh, a lot of a lot Minecraft and Dota, Dota 2, mostly. Um, with with a, a, a random smattering, smattering or whatever the hell I feel like in between. between. Mm. Um, I, I, I kind of... I'm not, I'm not necessarily, necessarily like a niche, niche streamer or anything, anything like, like that, that. And, I'm and I'm also not, not necessarily a variety, variety streamer. streamer. I don't, I don't feel, feel like. Um, but, but I try, I try to, to just spread positive vibes, vibes and happiness, happiness across, across the, the internet, internet as best I can. can. Now, of all the games that exist out there, and 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 this is like this is a question I have to ask like everyone that plays it. What draws you to Minecraft? I only know one other person who plays it, and like. He's just obsessed with like machinery and building. What what the um, hell? It's the, the, the sandboxiness of, of it to be able to do whatever, do whatever I, feel I feel like without any real repercussion, I guess. I, guess. Um, I, just, I just, I like, I like to, build. to build, I like, I like to, to do crazy, crazy things, things like design, design giant, giant. Um, what was, what was it? it? We did, we the, did guild the guild hall from, from fairy, fairy tale, tale on one server. The wife, the wife and I, and I did. did. That, that took, took us. us. We didn't we get did it all the way finished, finished, but over the course, course of the time that we were doing it, it was, was about two months, two months of collecting resources, resources and getting, and getting it all together and getting, getting everybody, everybody on the, on the server, server involved. Oh. Um, I, mean, I mean, it was, it was primarily, primarily me and Tula, and then uh, the rest of it was whenever people would want to come in and mine or make, make stuff for us, they would come in and drop it off and then leave again. Or maybe they would stay around and help with everything. But it was pretty much just like 
two months of solid building and going, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> so have you been, have you been like involved in the Minecraft community? Because I know like, for example, for like Sims, there's like a huge Sims community. You've got people who do like house builds. You've got people that just do these like crazy Sims storylines. Are you like <clears throat> involved in any of, is like any of that existent in the Minecraft world or are you? I mean, it's it's kind of a do what you please. Um, I did help sort of create a mod pack, and then that kind of fell off because Sula and I left a clan in which we were creating the mod pack. Uh, over, they were just not very good people there. Um, so we just decided, hey, we we we've had enough of this bullshit. Bye. And yeah. So then on the um, feeling like we we covered a lot of enough of the Minecraft stuff. On the flip side, the other game you streamed, uh, Dota Two. Tell me what got you into that. Uh, honestly, a friend of mine uh, played a lot of it when we were younger, and he was on an amateur team that was pretty decent and he was like you should play this game with me and then we got together and had lands and land parties and he would just uh be like everybody download this here and then he would proceed to look at us all funny as he killed us all because oh, he was he was pretty good and we were mostly just starting to play the game Uh, not until I started, not until I started playing on my own, uh, just because, like, I really only played that, played with him, and that was it, and then outside of that, it was just, uh, like, maybe one or two games here or there, um, on my own, and then I put it down for about a year and a half, and then picked it back up, and I was like, I remember this game. I thought I had kind of some fun with it, so might as well give it a whirl. Had, had you played any other MOBAs before that, or was it simply just... Uh, I was a League of Legends player for a while with my friends, and that's actually where I experienced more toxicity than Dota, believe it or not. Because um, uh, the friends that I was playing with, like, I like to do really weird things and experiment with stuff and League of Legends is not the game to do that in. Like it's very, the meta is very strict in League of Legends. I'm going to put it that way. There's no, there's no room to make your own meta. There's no room to kind of do your own thing. It's just, you do what's in the meta and that's it. And I would do crazy shit like uh, try to play support Morgana. They really didn't like that. Oh boy, that'd be Morgana over well. I mean, well, until now, <laughs> where now she is a full support, and if you like take her mid, oh god. But yeah. Well, this was this was back in the day, like right when they started going. Oh, the meta is tank, and that's all we're going to ever create now. Uh, like Annie was a big a big mid hero and Morgana was a big mid hero back then. And I would try to take her support or I would try to do like a, a, a bottom lane intelligence carry blitzcrank or some shit like that. And people would be like, yeah, no. And it almost got in the way of uh, some friendship. So I was just like, yeah, this is uh, clearly not the game for me. Yeah. I mean, they took it a lot more seriously than I did, obviously. Uh, there was 
maybe one or two friends where I could get a lot, get away with doing that. And then everybody else was just like, we're, we're super serial. Okay. Thanks. Bye. It, it was really like Dota was the the game that filled the void because I got into MOBAs. I got into the whole strategy aspect and the, the snap thinking and all that sort of stuff uh, through League of Legends. And then I was like, okay, I need something to fill this void now. So let's, let's figure that out. Uh, I see myself mostly as a position four player. Um, and I like to play really off the wall heroes, uh, in that position. Like I do play the standard go-tos like Tusk and, and things like that, but I also like to experiment, like I said. So, um, I've been experimenting with a uh, Roman, Qu uh, queen of pain, which is fun. Just roaming around. I caught one game of that. That's that's a pretty annoying hero to play in a position four. You're just getting yes. daggered constantly. And you just can't like, you get, dagger, <laughs> you get a dagger. You get a dagger. And then I'm going to blink on you, and now you're dead. Bye. It's like it's like having an AM that can do stuff. Yeah. It is, it is the most annoying thing to witness. And actually, funnily enough, I think in the Catawice Major that recently just team secret for winning um one of the matches they actually played a position four cloth so it's not that outlandish and, it, and, it, and it's it not works. that it's it's not that it's not a thing it's that it's not a thing at the lower tiers because uh, people at the lower tiers they're very very um meta focused they're like if the hero is not meta for that particular role do not play that hero You're right. unless you get some uh, unless you get some people where i'm just like i have one friend that he's like what do you want to play that's fucking weird as shit let's do it and then he i was like uh the roman co-op the position four co-op and he was a position three tide hunter which really wasn't that outlandish but the way it worked out is it's just like we would just go on things and they would be slowed to oblivion and then we would kill them because <clears throat> gush and gush and dagger both slow so yeah talk about being slowed forever yeah right never in my life so like how often do you play uh do you bounce be between the two of like dota and like minecraft because dota is very i mean at least when it, for me sometimes it's often kind of a stressful sort of thing and then you've got Minecraft where you have to put in I mean I, I guess I don't play it but I'm going to assume you have to put in a lot of like thought into like when you want to build something how you want to build it how you want it to work so you know I mean I, I go to Minecraft when I'm particularly wanting to de-stress uh, so I'm not gonna I don't bounce back and forth between them a lot, but if I have had like a stressful day at work or Sam has been being a, a hellraiser for no reason, then I'll fire up Minecraft and, and build something or work through a, a quest tree or something like that. Because there are some, some questing mods and things like that that I like to play. So. Wars the Old Republic, um, some other random stuff. I think it's called, uh, is it Lights or some random game? I can't remember the, the friggin' name of it, but um, tell us a little bit about the other games that you kind of play, you know, here and there. Are there any that are, like, currently a staple for you, or is it just kind of like... Um, I don't know. I'd have to look through my library and see what I play. <laughs> um... I mean, I, I've played a fair amount of Ark and Grand Theft Auto. Um, I've played both of uh, Middle-Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War uh, all the way through. 
spoiler alert, it kind of doesn't satisfy any kind of the urge that I thought it was going to on the second game. Um, Because the first game was was okay, and then I was like, okay, they're going to add some things to the second game and make it better, and then they added just, like, almost nothing that that really changed the game overall. The only thing it did was make the game more stressful because now you have to bounce back and forth between, like, actually getting through the game and protecting the cities that you've conquered. And, yeah, that's just not a thing that I like to do. Um, it just it doesn't match up well with uh, the kind of gameplay that I was expecting, I guess. Um, and then I played like all of the I played literally every single Splinter Cell game ever made because that's that's my kind of shooter is the the strategic like not necessarily run and gun but the the strategic kind of uh, stay in the shadows sh- sort of shooter the espionage yeah that's why I liked my assassin in, in uh, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic and I used to play um, back when it was a game Wildstar feels bad that they that they uh, stopped making it Which is like, for me, I'm just like, if people really like this game now that it's gone, you know, why why weren't you supporting it when it was here? I mean, I did what I could to play it and support it, uh, but you know, with other games on my plate, plus playing what what uh I want to on stream or what I feel that, or what my my regulars and my mods have told me they want to see me play. Um, cause I, I'm, I'm one of those kind of people that I would rather play what people want to watch than play what I want to play most of the time. Like there are times where I'll be like, Hey, yeah, you can go fuck yourself on that, on that, uh, thought of what you want to watch. And I'm going to play what I want to play right now, but pretty much it's like, if if I fire up a, a stream and people want to play like uh, the Jackbox Party Pack or something with me, then I'll I'll play it. Okay, because on that note, I, I was also going to ask, um, you know, when somebody rolls into your stream, you know, what what can they expect to see? Because I know when I first came, it was it was interesting. I don't remember why I stayed exactly because I, I was on the, I was looking for Dota two streamers and you happen to be down there. I was like, I want to look for people that don't have too much of a busy chat because then they don't ever really do anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, hey, this guy has a beard. Not too many people, uh, this is not as big, even though it's going to sound like it. It's like, oh, he doesn't have too many viewers. I think I can chill here. You know, go into the stream. I mean, and it was like, oh, okay, I found a nice, calm place. This is, this is nice. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what you can expect is that, that kind of, chilled out atmosphere because i'm not i'm not big on like super busy or anything like that um i would rather be able to chill out and talk than than like constantly zoned in on a game i can get pretty zoned in from time to time but um i would rather be able to chill and talk with the the few people that do come in regularly than to just constantly like zone in only on the game and then there's a million a million and a half people talking other conversations Mm -hmm. off in the corner you know So, do you want the the long version or the short version? Because I can I can boil it down to like thirty seconds, or we can go on for ten minutes about this. Hey, this is the 
it to us long. All right. So the the long version is um, for those of you who don't know, I am a practicing pagan uh, in the the Nordic and Native American belief systems for the most part. And um, I was meditating slash uh, shamanic journeying one day and uh, a large white wolf is, is the first thing that I saw, hence white wolf. And then uh, uh, quickly followed by a pack of gray wolves found out um, through some some digging and researching and you know soul searching kind of stuff that the white wolf uh, is actually the uh, how do I put this is actually my current life and all the gray wolves were past lives that uh, made up sort of the the body of my pack yeah and so uh, that's where White Wolf came from and then plays because White Wolf was already taken. So I was like, I can either add numbers or I can kind of be sort of descriptive, I guess, as to what I'm going to do. And I decided to go with, uh, I want to be more of a, a gaming kind of focused streamer than like a sit and chit chat sort of streamer. So that's that's where that went. Actually, a lot deeper than I thought it would be. It, it's it's um that's why wolves are everywhere. That's why uh I've been wearing this wolf hoodie that my friend got me for Yule for the past since Yule. <laughs> Literally every day I wear it, and then I wash it like once a week or once every week and a half, and then just go back to wearing it every day again. Yes. And it's it's uh strictly because if you if you go into the the Native American belief system, the wolf spirit is all about family and uh and loyalty. I mean, just look at a wolf pack and how they how they function and you can pretty much see where where that idea comes from. So, and I've always been a very uh I don't want to say family oriented because I'm not like, I'm not a family friendly stream by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I am, I do focus on my family a lot and, and that's the important part to me. Those, those like two things you don't fuck with, with me is my family and my money. You get into fucking with those and you're going to have a whole world of hurt. I really got the idea uh, from an old streamer buddy of mine who I haven't talked to in ages. He and his wife did a similar thing where they would stream on one channel and then they had their own separate uh, Twitch accounts for going into other people's chats. Uh, so they would, I kind of took that idea and morphed it a little bit because I was initially going to be the only one streaming and she was going to be the one, you know, taking care of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, like she made not the current iteration of the graphics, but, uh, some of the, some of the older graphics. And, uh, she also made like the, uh, the Dota overlay that I have for my stream different stuff like that um 
and she's made graphics for several other people. I think she's actually going to make graphics for you soon if you, or, or did she already do that? Uh, I can't I remember. She, it's been so long. I think she started, but she hasn't finished just in but yeah, we got we got the moving going on. Uh, we're signing on that new place on Thursday, by the way. Um, so we got that going on, and her computer, her laptop is also just a large. It's it's a colossal piece of garbage. To put it, to put it as kindly as I possibly can, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's been it's been around with us for Lord. eight years and and I think that's about how long and then on top of that it's been dropped and abused because people who she let borrow it um, did not take very good care of it so um, yeah it's, it's time to get a new one but we just don't we also just don't particularly care to go out and drop a bunch of money on it just yet because uh, we have more important things that we need to worry about. Um, but outside of outside of like the jumping in and streaming whenever I'm not up to it, she also is a mod in the channel. Um, so she, she takes care of making sure that people aren't being too rowdy because we have had some times where less than savory individuals have tried to come in and be you know you're just general trolls pretty much and uh she quashes that pretty quick so yeah sarah does not play games i mean well she plays games but she does not play games she doesn't play games when people are being shitty because because uh we've both decided pretty early on that we've had enough of shitty people in our lives so we were just like yep if this happens they can just find someone else to try to troll bye um and then she also takes care of sam and works uh on the weekends at a uh at a restaurant here in town so she does a lot she wears a lot of hats and she crochets uh she made me some nice fingerless dragon scale gloves to wear while I'm gaming so that my hands don't get terribly cold because right now I'm playing in a basement that's not finished so oh yes for those of you who well obviously don't know uh Sula does have an Etsy I will put the link in the description as long as I don't forget but she crochets <laughs> some amazing shit I she got like she actually crocheted a I think it was a dragon scale dice bag at one point and she also did a stuffed animal i can't remember if it was a what animal it was specifically but she also does stuffed animals she did me a deadpool oh yes she also crocheted it like a, a fucking like mini deadpool her skills are absolutely amazing i couldn't do it mm -mm, i could barely cross stitch okay so <laughs> you guys really got to check out her shop it's really fucking cool and um and she does other stuff. Yeah. She also paints and stuff like that. Um, it, but she only does that on a on a commission basis. She does the crocheting just whenever, pretty much. And then that's how she gained, that's how she got a bunch of orders from friends and stuff like that. Is she just started making me stuff, and then they saw it and they were like, "I want those." <laughs> I can't miss out on this. Like, it's she's probably the only person I know that that makes quality. Like, from what I see and from what I've heard, quality shit, people. Get on it. I'm telling you. So, like, has she ever thought about? I mean, I know you said her her laptop is, you know, at this point, you know, a dead body. But has she ever thought about, you know, starting up her own? Uh, her own like streaming channel doing creative stuff or is that just like a she's got she's kind of got too many hats going on right now so it's like wait to I, settle down i think she kind of wears too many hats right now especially being largely a stay-at-home mother it's hard to balance that plus 
streaming and and crocheting and everything else that she does. So I saw that you actually have a degree in like audio recording. Um, uh, I never actually got the degree I was working towards it, and then things, real life things happened and got in the way. Like I, I fell and broke my femur, and then had to move, and then we moved back, and I was gonna go back to the school for that, and then that never happened because I could never make enough money to live where that school was, which is fucking ridiculous that a our teeny ass apartment was almost a grand a month after taxes or after uh not taxes after all the bills and everything were included right so why were you um initially interested in like audio audio recording whatever that is exactly um it came from I was in a music festival one time, uh, and I had I had done some some audio mixing and stuff like that for live stuff and churches back when I was a churchgoer and different stuff like that. And I was at this music festival and I was like, man, these people need to get it together. This is awful. And then people started turning to me like, you know, you should really do this. Get on that, Garrett. And so then I went to school for it and that didn't fin that didn't pan out the way I had hoped it would. Like I would still like to do it. I would still gladly get to get get uh together all the stuff and do tutorials for it if I had the ability. But um I just I don't have the the funds because it's an expensive thing to get into. Oh boy. Overall, um, so I don't have the funds right now to be able to just jump in and be like, hey. Like I would, I was thinking about at one point incorporating like tutorials on sound design and and audio recording into my stream, and if I got clients to record their stuff, I would. I would mix it on stream if uh, if they were okay with that, but you know, then real life changed the way I changed the way life went. So can't really complain. I've got a good life, um, but if I had it all to do again, I would probably try a little harder to get through school and finish all that off. I can't say that I definitely would though, because it's like I said, I I do have a good life. I can't can't really complain there. Well, that's true. I mean, it's it's not often you get to hear like what what most streamers want to aspire to do outside of streaming. So you know, I I was just curious because you know I've never heard of you know audio like I, I don't know what it what it's about exactly. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's like you know yeah. sounds and shit, but. You know, I, I thought it was, it was an interesting profession because it's, it's not something you see often because a lot of streamers tend to work in, like, retail or, you know, mm -hmm. something that doesn't exactly, you know, connect to what they're doing now and, you know, career-wise. So. Yeah, and, and I still want to own my own studio at some point. It's just a matter of getting the stuff together because I could still do it even without the degree. It's just... The degree was a fancy piece of paper or is a fancy piece of paper that is more about networking and getting my name out than it is about um, actually knowing what I'm doing kind of deal. not very versed in hockey however there are people out there that are so 
you know, tell me, tell me about that. Tell me how did how did how the fuck did you get into hockey, which most people consider like purely a Canadian thing. In my circle of friends, it's like it's like hockey is only ever really talked about when it's like being played in like Canada. Um. Well, really, it happened. Oh Lord, when did the Predators move to Nashville? Twenty years ago. When they first, uh, it was it was a little before, or was a little after that actually, because uh, I knew that they existed, and I didn't exactly pay one hundred percent attention to the sport, because uh, my family was uh, more about the football and the basketball than anything else. But I started, uh, I took my little brother to a game one time because I was working at a restaurant. And that restaurant was one of the sponsors of the Nashville Predators. So I was able to uh, take him to a game for free, to a preseason game for free. We went, we enjoyed it. And that's kind of when I fell in love and started wanting to actually track it and pay attention, at least to the one team, to the Predators. I don't really necessarily follow any other teams the same way with the same zeal that I follow the Predators, but so you don't um, do the, the whole fantasy hockey league stuff. I'm pretty sure every sport does that to some degree. <laughs> yeah, I I don't because it it just never that was never something that really appealed to me doing the whole fantasy sports like if I was going to do, if I was going to make money on a sport, I would make money playing the sport. Like, right. I played, that's, I follow soccer too, because um, I played soccer for the first almost 20 years of my life. Oh, did not know that. Uh, until I fell and broke my leg. Okay. I was basically a soccer player. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was a good soccer player, but I was a soccer player. <laughs> so, um, who's it, like, when soccer season starts, who do you normally root for? I'm, I'm like, Team Germany, usually. Uh, if, if it's, like, a World Cup season, then I'm generally going to try to root for the United States even though they're awful most of the time. Uh, like, I know the Women's World Cup is this year, so I've been kind of watching uh, women's soccer and watching how uh, the U.S. US women's national team is doing, and they're, you know, as per usual, fucking phenomenal. Um, and then if, if it's not a World Cup season, I'm a Manchester United fan. Probably. I know I've I've uh, opened up with. I see somebody running around with uh, an opposing team shirt or something like that on it. I'm like, hey, I'm a United fan. We can't be friends. And then I laugh and 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 poke fun with them and stuff like that. Like, I did the same thing with a a, a hockey fan the other day. She was running around wearing a a St. Louis Blues sweater, and I was like, we can't be friends. I'm a Predators fan. And she's like, no, it's okay. We can just talk about how we both equally hate uh, Winnipeg and Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, true. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So, um, you know, in, in covering sports, there besides... Besides your, your your actual son, um, I know that you have two other members of your family that you hold dear. Uh, this would be his two dogs. Uh, their names escape me. Dakota and Kuna. There we go. Tell me about those those little fluff balls. What do they? You know what? Um, how do they? 
fit into your family picture besides just being, you know, the family pets? Well, they were our kids before we knew we could have kids. Because uh, we had some, some issues before and after the little one came along. Um, just with with uh, the whole, not with the conception, but with the keeping the, the baby. Uh, so we we decided, hey, you know, we've we've tried, so um, let's just give it a break for a little bit, and if we feel like trying again later, we'll come back to it. But let's get a dog and see how that's going to play out. And so we went out, we started searching because um, they were both anniversary presents for the opposite party in the group. So Kuna was Tula's anniversary present one year. And then the following year, Dakota was my anniversary present. So we went out. I mean, everybody has their own their own flavor for creature that they want to keep around. So, um, obviously, being uh, into wolves and things like that, dogs are gonna be the go-to for me because a it's illegal to own a own a wolf, and and b uh it's also very difficult to own any hybrids in the state of illinois so so we have the the big old malamute mix and the tiny little terrier breed feist that is kuna and they're both rescues uh we found both of them at at uh, very at different rescues, um, so we just kind of Sula found Kuna and fell in love, and I found Dakota at a rescue locally when we were back in Tennessee, and I was like, "That is my dog," and he knew he was my dog. It was kind of hilarious because he would not like for such a big dog like he's a hundred pounds and and at his shoulder he's as high as my waist and I'm six one so yeah he's he's not a tiny dog and and uh so when when we were leaving because we were staying in an apartment at the time so when we were leaving to call the apartment to see if we could have him they he started this the highest pitch barking i've ever heard out of any dog in my entire life like he was whining and it was the highest pitch bark and i was just like that's that dog really like he knew he was coming home with us he just didn't know how quickly it was going to happen and he was like these are my people let me be with these people oh that is too cute i love i love stories where like the pet and it and like it just knows oh yeah like, and the, the most bizarre thing to me is the rescue named this dog oliver oh okay and i was like this is not an Oliver. You guys are on crack. <laughs> yeah, rest and I already had the name. Yeah. I already had the name Oliver or Dakota in mind, so we tried a couple of a couple of different times because they let us take him out in the back and you know run around and play with him and stuff. So I tried a couple of different times calling him Oliver to get him to come to me. Didn't work. Didn't pay attention. I was like Dakota, and he immediately perked up and came my direction. Like, it's, I've never, I've obviously never really had um, pets beyond, like, rabbits and, like, rodents mm -hmm. in, in general. 
So we don't you don't get that same effect really. No. So when you when you hear it with like cats and dogs, it's it, it's really on like a different level. Like I I've never experienced it, so I can't explain it. But to hear the story is just like you know, it's just meant to be. Yeah, and there's obviously like some not necessarily obviously, but there's some like psychological psychic connection sort of deals because dogs just know when when their their people are not in the best frame of mind and and they they react like both of my dogs are also uh, emotional support animals because I have anxiety on top of it all so uh they they know when i'm having an anxiety attack and they like immediately try to nuzzle me and cuddle me and make sure that everything is going to be okay right. which is why it's particularly hard to be where i'm at right now cuz they're both in a boarding facility until we get our own place so i don't have that that immediate comfort like if i've had a particularly anxiety-inducing day. I don't have that ability to just be like, hey, I'm going to come home and the dogs are going to be there and they're going to know and they're going to help. Yeah. I, I know that exact feeling having not had a pet for like ages. And like I live in a house where we have a dog, we have a cat, but they're not, they're not my animals. They're not bonded to me. So, yeah. you know, I, I've grown my, my whole life I grew up and I've only been I've only been raising rabbits. I've always had that connection with them, and to not have having having not had one for probably two years now, you know there are days where it's just I don't want to crawl out of bed. I don't I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, it gets it gets really difficult, and then I have to drag my ass out of bed and go to work five days out of the week. And then if I'm not at work, then I'm trying to stream to make sure that I can, you know, at least have that, that help with uh, the anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah, I know, I know you mentioned, um, uh, well, not really mentioned, but in the uh, questionnaire that uh, I sent you, uh, one of the things you mentioned was that uh, you use uh, streaming as a way to kind of like uh, detox and you know help your anxiety. Like how did like how exactly does that work? Is it is it just like being able to like talk to it, people who might understand, or is it just like get into a different kind of like frame of mind where it kind of like takes you away from it? It's it's more like an escapist sort of thing. Um, I just, I'm able to play the game, talk to people, and just not be dealing with the, the real world, the, the stressors that have come up, the any anxiety. Um, like, my job is particularly difficult for me sometimes because I have anxiety so bad. Like, if I get a panic attack or anything like that and i'm in the middle of a call i work at a call center so if i if i'm in the middle of a call and i have a panic attack it's just like well there goes that call <laughs> i mean it's not like it it just goes out the window it's just like i i have to work a hundred times harder to keep myself focused and keep it keep everything level and not you know feel the not have the uh the customer on the other side of the line who might be yelling at me or something like that just set me off to the point where i just yell back because i would get fired for that and that's not a good thing yeah i can only imagine working at a call center while having anxiety and you have this person on the other line who's kind of like losing their shit because you know sometimes they just 
lack common sense, and then other times it's just like they're just being difficult. Well, it, we, I have this feeling uh, that this this idea that people call in the call centers expecting to need to get angry to get what they want. And that's not what we're about. I work at a call center that handles Delta faucet products. So our job is to get their faucet fixed. And if we can't figure out what we can do to help them. So our job is to help the people and they call in with this, this mentality, like, they're calling Comcast or they're calling some, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're calling some, some company that doesn't give a flying fuck about them. A and B is not going to do even the most, even the most minute thing that they could to help them. So when they call in and they're like already, just like keyed up beyond belief. Like they've obviously been working themselves up all day <laughs> to make sure that they, they got what they wanted. And then I'm like, I'll be happy to help you. They're like, they, they give me this, like, I did not expect that. Like I've heard that probably about 10 times a day since I've been there or they're just like, Oh, uh, uh, you, you're, you're going to, you're gonna what? You're gonna help me? <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that, that's that's a sign. People aren't used to that kind of generosity there. Or well, they're not decency. used to they're not used to legitimate customer service. Gosh. And and that's the thing that I think throws most people off is we we actually are all about like the customer service and, and making sure that people get what they need because uh, like their kitchen faucet's not working. If they spend a lot of time in the kitchen, that's a deal breaker for most people. So if their kitchen faucet stops working or starts leaking on them, they call in, they're like, I just need this fixed. Just get it fixed yesterday. And I'm like, all right, let me do what I can. And then they they get all confused by that, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because I legitimately will, you know, work to resolve their issues. I will legitimately will work to make sure that everything is, is uh, copacetic for them by the end of the call. companies could run like that more, I'd be a lot happier calling certain places. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just, it's normally when I call these places, it's the standard, hi, my name is such and such, I be such and such, how may I help you? And it's just like, uh... uh we, don't, we don't even give, like, our badge numbers or anything like that. We just go straight into, hi, my name is such and such, how can I help you today? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now that now that we've kind of, you know, dug up a bit of who White Wolf is, uh, do you have any like major plans or goals in the next like six months? Because I, I know a lot of a lot of content creators tend to kind of put themselves on timers about like, okay, if I'm not hitting, you know, this goal by this date, then you know I'm just gonna stop or scale back do you have any you know crazy plans that you're hoping to implement to i mean i i have i have hopes um but i've i found that planning to do things specifically in my life has been setting me up to not succeed in doing those things uh like i i wanted to after after a full year or a year and a half of streaming, um, I wanted to be able to just make that my full-time job. Not going to happen. 
because uh, I've had to take time off. I've had to do this and that and restart and, you know, uh, start from scratch several times. And none of that is conducive to to making a business out of streaming. Um, so I found personally uh, that when I make plans, I'm, like I said, for lack of better terms, just setting myself up to fail. Yeah, that makes, so, that makes sense. I've had a lot of that recently where it's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, make sure that I set up this kind of schedule. Time comes around and it's just like, oh, depression decides to, you know, visit me or... You know, the people that I've kind of set it up with are like, mm, yeah, I'm not feeling it today. And it's just like, well, I didn't really have a backup plan. Thanks for leaving me mm-hmm. high and dry. You know, it's... Uh... Yeah, no. And and that's that's another part of, like, I, I would... I would do that, and I would have tried to make it all um, a scheduled, planned-out thing. But instead of doing that, I would rather just view it as a hobby for now. And then if if things take off and I get to the point where I'm able to call it more than a hobby, then I will gladly jump in and, and treat it as such. But for now, it's just a hobby. And um like I said, I'm not making any any huge plans or trying to trying to do anything spectacular with it. That is completely fair. You know, like 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 you said, you know, scheduling certain things doesn't always work out for the best. So you know, it's better to just kind of you know let it let it go, let it see see where the wave takes you. Or whatever like, I'm, I'm I'm more than happy to just uh, to just ride things out and see how it plays out than than I am to uh, put myself on a time crunch and and do and then and then that puts undue pressure on me that I don't need uh, so like. I would rather just view it as a hobby and if it takes off, it takes off. If it doesn't, I've still got a great hobby that helps with, with my internal issues. Right. That is, that is entirely fucking fair. You know, I've, I've been, I've come across people who kind of put a lot of stress on it and then they, you know, they wind up playing their hair out of it. Like, I, I've seen I've seen how streamers can can get big and get partnered and everything like that by having daily schedules and and working their asses off and and literally like working themselves to the bone and working working themselves to the point where their family or their significant others or whatever kind of turn the other way and go the opposite direction as them. And honestly, if that were to happen on my end, even before Sammy came along, uh, I probably would not be here right now. So I would, I, I definitely started viewing it like, yes, I wanted to make something happen early on. And now it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to push myself to make it happen. But I will try to try to get a schedule going as best I can, especially once we're in our own place and able to do that. Because um, we got, I'll have a new new desk and new stuff and a new place to stream from that has my green screen and everything set up again. So I'll be back to kind of the original. Not not really original, but the the last year's White Wolf Plays stream. All right then. So, with that said, as we come down to the wire here, uh, 
got a couple minutes left, and um, well, uh, I want you to, you know, tell our tell our listeners, you know, uh, if you have, if you, I I love asking this question because everybody kind of has a different take on it, but if if they're gonna get involved in this, you know, style of content creation, this streaming, what is the one thing you would tell them that you wish you knew when you started? One thing that I wish I knew when I started. Um, It really is legitimately a full-time job. And if anybody had told me that before I picked up and I had really listened to it, then I would have gone into it with a much different mindset. Because um, even even streaming as a as a hobby can boil down to a full time job. Because you know you got all the all the pre stream work, you've got all the post stream work. So even if you only stream for like four or five hours in a day you're still doing about eight hours worth of work. Oh, wow. All things considered. So if, if people had told me that and I had actually listened and paid attention, then I would have gone into it with a, a different mindset. I would have gone into it less thinking that I was going to be like, hey, this is going to be super easy. And more thinking, hey, I actually do need to put in the work. I actually do need to like like tending a garden I need to make sure that everything grows efficiently I need to make sure that that you know my viewer base is at least growing as people if not growing in the number of people because mm-hmm. uh, you know how my viewers look it's like maybe three to four people at a time but I try to do what I can to help them with whatever's going on in their real life. I try to do what I can to to spread the positive vibes, like I said earlier. So there, if it's if it's not growing, if it's stagnant in number, then I'm at least helping them further themselves along. Uh, and and. Like I said, if I if I had it all to do again, I would have gone into it from the beginning with a much different mindset rather than just going, hey, this is cool. Let's just hit this button and go. Fair enough. Well, my little demons, uh, the secret naughty room is going to be closing soon. Uh, I want to thank Wolf so much for coming out. Well, not really coming out, but <laughs> you know, answering my Discord call. Um, <laughs> and and being my first victim for a streamer interview. I, I hope we can do another one down the line. Because um, this was fun. I, 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 we never really got to like, in the years that I've known you, we've never actually had like a, a conversation you know, on a, on a on a real level beyond, you know, typing and, you know, me typing in chat every so often or a couple of Dota games here and there, you know. So. And, and, and the Dota games boil down to more screaming than anything <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this, is, this has been such a positive experience and, like, I feel, like, not just saying this, but, like, I feel like I know who White Wolf is a lot more and, and I honestly urge you guys to check this guy out. The link to his Twitch chat channel will be in the description as well. Um, again, Wolf, thank you so much for, for taking your time to do this. It, it honestly means a lot. And I'm, I'm wishing you the fucking best. Because, like, you're... Of, of all the streamers that I know, you're probably top five of people that I'm like, I would support this guy to the end. Like, uh, until he decides to stop streaming, I will keep supporting I appreciate that. I just, I, I tell it like it is. Just thank you so much for like everything you do. 
I, I like I said, I try to be as as positive and spread as many positive vibes across the internet as I can. So at least across my teeny little corner of the internet, you know. White Wolf plays. The secret naughty room is officially closing tonight. And stay tuned for the next episode. Who knows? I could be joined by Wolf again. I could be joined by some random person off the fucking street for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. Good night everybody. Enjoy. Go to sleep. Do something productive.